2: What's a good name for the award? Is it the happy hours, the happies? You know, the want a happy, it's the happy, the, the, the peacockies.
1: Nah, that's bad. That's, that's real bad. <laughs> don't, don't go peacockies. Yeah, don't go peacockies. I kind of like the peacockies. Nah, I think it's the happies. <laughs> I think it's got to be the happiest. Let's start peacocky off. Peacocky goes to? Come on. The peacocky goes. No, we can't do that. We absolutely why can't, can't we do, we do that. that. Explain to me nah, why we can't
2: just do that. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Break it work, down. I it makes me chuckle every time. Right, exactly. I mean, you see right there. Like, I mean, we are on peacock. Could we get somebody in a peacock costume? Peacock. Peacocky the Peacock?
1: All right. Yeah, we can do that, Matthew. All right.
0: Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
2: I think we know who is going to be in the Peacocky outfit, Jay Croucher. That's and unbelievable. I can't AD believe AD. they did that to me. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? You know what this is? This is, uh, as soon as the show is over, <laughs> it's an angry call to your agent. I'm not in a peacocky outfit, which, by the way, you're going to be. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, study the fine print of your contract. That's, I'm just... How are you feeling? Series, uh, How are you that, feeling
1: about that name, Peacocky's 24 hours removed.
2: I freaking love it. And okay, by the way, great. the producers chose it to be the opening clip of today's show, the... <laughs> Fantasy Bowl Happy Hour with Matthew Barry. You or Jay Croucher. welcome into the show.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. They've stitched me up with that. They've, They've stitched absolutely you stitched Fantastic. me up with that. Uh, right. You know,
2: like, listen, when I when I joined NBC this summer, I didn't think I would be with an Australian peacock, and yet here we are. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am. Yeah, sprouting my wings. Yes, exactly. Sprouting them wide. All right.
2: Yeah, you have quite the flume.
1: That's so why I have quite a flume? is that the, the word, closest? right? A
2: flume? And that. that right? That's what the... That's, Isn't that it's, what that's called? Quest
1: highly questionable. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Blake, we'll someone, that out.
2: Uh, someone get in my ear and tell me what that's called. We'll get
1: research on flume. I think that's
2: what it's called. I think like when the the you know when the the
1: peacock spreads its feathers out. It's called a flume. I think so. so there's an Australian band named Flume. C- is it? Yeah, maybe it's that's, that's where we got it from. Maybe it's a can big thing. Can you sing thing. one of their songs? N- n- no, no, <laughs> I can't. Give me some time. All right, All right, let's get straight into it. Let's go to Roto World. I can sing many of their
2: songs. Yeah, you like men at work?
1: Who doesn't like men at work? It's like quintessentially Australian. Of course, we come worse. from the land down under. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. A little, they literally <laughs> yeah. sing
2: that song. We come from the land down under. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is and a, Australia
2: is the land down under. It's
1: a good one. Yeah. It's not the worst song to be attached to. Now, Matthew Stafford was the big news yesterday. Yes. Let's, let's hear from our Sean McVay yeah. talking about Matthew Stafford's elbow, uh, his concussion. As well as his elbow as well. As both then we'll yeah.
2: keep Matthew Stafford out. We'll put him in the concussion protocol. Um, what ended up happening was, you know, Reggie and his group doing their kind of clean up after the game. You know, you, you ask the questions and you do the right follow-ups and uh, determined that they felt like that was the best thing for him. And um, that's kind of where we're at with it. It's uh, more importantly about you know the person than the player and these types of things as we know and. Nobody's more of a competitor and wanting to be out there with his teammates than Matthew. He's in the protocol, so we'll take it a day at a time with him, and um, that was what uh, our medical experts determined just based on some of the things that they gathered was uh, the smart and the right course of action.: I've gotten uh, confirmation that it is, in fact it is, in fact, plume. It is a
0: plume. Okay. It is, in fact, plume. I thought you were saying flume. No, 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 plume. Okay. plume. Did I say flume? I might flume have is plume. the Australian. Yeah. I said flume.
2: Plume. Okay, it's, it's a peacock's plume, P-L-U-M-E. Plume is the correct uh, pronunciation there. Well, More importantly.
1: Matthew Stafford's plume is in a bit of doubt for sure. our Sunday as soon as that broke. The line dropped from Rams minus three against the Cardinals to Rams minus one and a half, and that also, because we're going to get to another headline around Kyler Murray, would have sure, gone sure. even further. But I was just going to say, I was like, really, Matthew Stafford's only
2: worth two and a half points Wow. Well. to the line. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, right? And listen, I think I think Vegas might be right on this. To your point, like we want to cover because it's a big story and it's a big name, but fantasy wise, it's
1: been completely does it, irrelevant.
2: Does it matter? Yeah. This is a guy who, on the season so far this year is QB 26 in fantasy points per game. He's had one game, count him one game with multiple touchdown passes. He's had under 11 fantasy points in five of his last six. And so you hopefully haven't been starting Matthew Stafford for a while and weren't planning on doing so this week. He's my QB 23 in week number 10, and a, a week in which, by the way, Burrow and Lamar Jackson are out but chances are you weren't starting Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. So really only two starting caliber quarterbacks are out unless the guy he's facing, Kyler Murray, misses this game. NFL Network announcing yesterday, reporting yesterday, that he's day-to-day with a hamstring injury. Can you really be day-to-day? With a hamstring injury?
1: Well, particularly for a quarterback like Kyle Murray, where his so much of his real life value and his fantasy value comes from being able to you know right. run with his hamstrings yes. if they're a little uh, tight or a little yeah, strained. Yeah, yeah. No, he's no, in big you trouble. see
2: me like slowly mandering <laughs> through the halls because I have no hamstrings. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I would em. be a speed demon, but yeah. I, I ate them away in a in a buttery in a in a you know a buttery One of feast. The, uh,
1: the best defensive performances from any player last season was Aaron Donald in primetime against the Cardinals. He devoured Kyle Murray. I think he had three sacks. He had like 16 pressures. Absolutely ridiculous. And Kyle Murray would want the full use of his hamstrings to be able to elude Aaron Donald. But let's so, go back to Stafford for a yeah, second. Because th- thank you. I think that... Like, this is obviously a concern with the concussion. I jumped the gun on the elbow comment because I have heard that his elbow is still a thing in L.A., and that's a problem for the rest of the season that they're just managing. And so, I mean, this is – Cooper Cup is basically the quarterback of that offense at this point, but I, I don't feel good about Stafford this week, even if he plays, and going forward if he doesn't.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think – so, for me, the, the concern here is not necessarily Stafford, to your point, but does it, you know, does it affect my little Cooper Cup. Does it affect um, my little Cooper Cup? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't care think Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Jefferson the, yeah. the running game, uh, Tyler Higby. I
1: guess. Yeah, I guess. And my little Cooper Cup. And your little Cooper Cup. Look, you
2: start your tight ends against Arizona. I'm not really worried about it. Look, Walford has one career start.
1: Yeah. That's good that's,
2: when he's look, been out there. I, I don't think John Wofford is that much of a downgrade from current Matthew Stafford at the moment. Look again, he had one career start. It was week 17 of the 2020 season, and it actually came against the Arizona Cardinals, a game in which he won, and the Rams did, 18-7. He went twenty-two or thirty-eight, two hundred and thirty-one yards, no touchdown, but six carries for fifty-six yards, probably more mobile than you might think he is. He's somebody that's also performed well in the preseason. You're probably not starting them unless you're you're in a truly deep you know super flex league two quarterback league and you're desperate. But there's a little bit of upside with a rushing here, and you're still. Star- I don't know that there's a decision to make. And the, the, the only Rams that you would be considering starting, I think, my little Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, and I think you're starting both of them. Yep. It's We're worth noting this. that by the way, Cup has struggled against Arizona. Right? Three of the last four games, he's had under 65 yards against the Cardinals. And if Matthew Stafford isn't there, you're downgrading him a little bit but whatever you yep. ain't benching Cooper Cup
1: no and it's still Cooper Cup and one of those games was in the playoffs where they were destroying the Cardinals so he didn't really have to get involved and then also one of those games from memory was really early in last season before he kind of became Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup like Jerry Rice Cooper right.
2: Cup he was just my little Cooper Cup yes. he wasn't everyone's yes, then he little became Cooper became Cup
1: enlarged Cooper Cup yeah everyone's
2: yeah. Cooper right. Cup yeah it was like Ant-Man like yeah. he just
1: grew to be giant and yes. amazing really took over okay let's jump to trail on Burks in Tennessee but first let's do you hear think there's
2: no Australian superheroes
1: huh? <laughs>
2: what's the question I'm just I'm just I was as I mentioned Ant-Man. Ant-Man, you know, because Ant-Man's part of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just like I am. I can, you know, I, I, I mean, I refer to him as Ant, you know, because I'm, I'm in the universe here. But I'm just, I'm just, I was just thinking about this. Like, you know, the MCU tries to represent, like, you know, all races, creeds,
1: kinds. <laughs> yes.
2: And. I don't think there's an Australian superhero. Don't Why about, do you think that is? You don't know
1: about Captain Boomerang? You don't know about, don't know uh, about Prince, Captain... Prince Kangaroo? No. <laughs> you know how superheroes are? No. They're all American superheroes. It's no. like Spider-Man and Batman. That's is, uh, right. Inflicted Something upon to Australia. Something about that.
2: Yeah. I mean, the closest thing to an Australian Cultural superhero hegemony. is Crocodile Dundee. Oh,
1: he wasn't. He definitely wasn't. He's not an Australian superhero. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, d- um, uh, the guy who directed, um, uh, you know, uh, Waikiki. Uh, what's... What, um, what's what, um, you lost I, me. I, I, no, no, he... <laughs> he's australian he he directed all the guardians of the galaxies
1: no you've lost uh, me
2: um oh no that's james gunn no that no he directed the thor um oh god what's his name waikiki what <laughs> yeah, i no. can't i can't help you well i don't know someone's <laughs> talking my ear but you're talking i can't hear it yeah, all right, all right. doesn't matter anyway Wait, whatever only trail on burks is, can the fact of the matter is, is you actually have an australian uh taiki waiki waikita how do i pronounce it guys haiki waiki what <laughs> hang on Taika Ytt. I don't know who that is. Okay. I mean, am I about Australia? Yeah, I know, yeah, we, <laughs> probably, because he's a very successful director. He's won right. an Oscar. Um, yeah, he's and he's the uh, he's the voice of a character in the MCU as well. And he okay. uh, anyway. I'll so, have
1: a refresher during the break. Until then, help us out, Traylon Brooks, he, I, and tell us what it's like on your return to practice. All right. Yeah, here's Traylon Brooks. I'll be back in the locker room with my teammates, um, see the coaches, the staff. It's a good feeling. So what, I, what the last uh, couple what's the last month I've been, been like to kind of get to this day um, Hard work. Um, dedication just uh, put my mind to the ground and just get back and be out here for the team how you feel I feel great
0: you think coach you got Bale a chance City? to do you think you got a chance to
2: maybe get back out there and contribute to, uh, maybe Sunday against the Broncos
1: um, you know that's the plan we're just gonna see how this week goes and you know work hard and you know, let God take care of the rest
0: coach very well I mentioned conditioning and said you work hard from that perspective what are some of the things you did to make sure you stay in shape um,
1: honestly, just going out and running when I was able to run, um, making sure that I was breathing, everything was up to par, and uh, just being me. Do you have any pain? Like, do you feel like the injury is, is behind you, and it's just a matter of getting yourself back in football shape? Um, I would just say, just you know, we'll see how this week goes, and you know, stop from there.
2: That that was long, but on the plus side, we couldn't really hear it.
1: (laughs) Um, I believe that was Traylon Burke saying that he's the plan for him to play this week. It's unclear. Right, might have been traded. Don't know.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, it was it was Titans wide receiver, rookie wide receiver Traylon Burke saying he's going to play this week. But it it was long and hard to hear. (laughs) It was. Which is like when you're thinking both visually and (laughs) audio-wise for a show, that's what you're looking for. Yes. Um, long and hard to understand. Um. Look, I think it's kind of interesting just because no one has stepped up in that Tennessee offense. And I think he's probably worth, you know, if he was dropped in your league by somebody, he could have been. I don't mind grabbing him and stashing him. They're playing Denver this week. And and that's, that's the number one pass defense over the last month oh um, you know, we would expect Patrick Sertan to have some shadow coverage here. I mean, he's the only guy that really gives you any sort of...
1: Can he shadow Derrick Henry? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's all I mean, that matters.
2: Exactly. And we don't know if it's going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis under center. Um, I think if it's Malik Willis, it definitely doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, he just... Um, his passing game is still a, a work in progress. Tannehill hasn't been great either this year. I'm just... I think Burks is an interesting upside play to grab and stash, but I'm not starting him uh, this week.
1: You know, the total in this game is 36 and a half. (laughs) It opened at 39, so it's already been going going down. down. I think that's the thought is that...
2: And by the way, I might still take the under. I'm I'm probably avoiding this game, but if I had to bet it, I think I'd still take the under. I mean, like two... Two good defenses and two bad offenses.
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh, I kind of like the Broncos plus two and a half there. Just in a low-scoring game, entire Titans defense is banked up. Yeah. Who knows, Willis or Tannehill. All right, let's go to one of our favorite subjects, which is Elijah Moore, sure. who apparently is going to be playing in the slot going forward, according to Coach Robert Sala. Does this change anything for you on Elijah Moore?
2: On Elijah Moore, it does not. The fact of the matter is, is that small sample size, right? But Elijah Moore last year, he didn't play entirely in the slot, right? This is last year, 29% of his routes came uh, and 34% of his targets from the slot. So still like, you know, basically two-thirds of his routes and snaps and targets came outside the numbers remember last year of course zach wilson was in and out of the lineup you know there was the mike white games and joe flacco and so he played with multiple quarterbacks without the weapons um you know he was they moved him all over the field and so i think there's nothing you can really take from last year to say like oh yeah this is going to be awesome for elijah moore certainly the numbers so far suggest that it's not going to be anything amazing for him right so far this year 28% 28% of his routes have come from the slot, only 10% of his targets. Is that because he's not getting open? Is that because just Zach Wilson doesn't look like, you know, isn't looking for him? Did Elijah Moore's mom turn Zach Wilson down? There we What's go. going there on? We go. Is there oh, wow. something like, you know what, by the way, <laughs> the 1000
1: prof cash. Can I
2: tell you, well, can I tell you something? I'm just going to make I'm real quickly here. Rob Gronkowski on on uh, on Fox this past weekend, made a Zach Wilson mom joke.
1: Yeah, so then it's right? great.
2: Right. And then, it, like, it went viral and, like, people, ah, oh, Gronk. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've been making freaking Zach Wilson mom jokes for, like, a month and a half now straight, like, pounding into the ground. Like, can I get any love? No. Yeah, how was, super, like, oh, I was mean, like, I can't believe Gronk made a joke on national TV about Zach Wilson's mom. I've been like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I've, got a, I've got a tight 12-minute set of Zach Wilson mom jokes
1: yeah. at this point. How many Super Bowl, super Bowl rings do you have? Let than Rob yeah, Gronkowski. How passes from Tom Brady? Also zero. <laughs> yeah. There you also go. zero. Maybe that's it.
2: Yeah. There's yeah. A, Gronk and I are both members of the human race. That's pretty much all we have in common. It's true. Um, and your affinity for he, Zach Wilson. He's built. Jokes. He's built. I'm not. Um, he's tall and successful. <laughs> I'm not. You know. There's just, There's a lot going on for Gronk that just. It's a Gronk world we just live in. It. Um, I just merely wanted to point out that you know some of us out here have been doing the the Lord's work in terms yes. of Zach Wilson mom yes. jokes. been grinding away for quite away. some time. Yes, been yeah, grinding yeah, away right. for the cause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been like exactly. I've been in the Zach Wilson mom minds. <laughs> yeah. You know, freaking hammering coal out there. You know, left it's and right. It's insane you know. visual. Right, visual. exactly. And then Gronk just throws off one like PTA joke. It's, like he just sort of hints at I it. I know. Like I've gone right at yeah,
1: it. He had the kid gloves on. Yeah, You're exactly. Up, I'm yeah. Exactly. In you know.
2: I'm like. I'm you know, right, right. Like, you know, I'm, I'm elbows deep into it. You don't uh, understand what I'm talking about?
1: On that comment, we absolutely have to move on to running back. life. Uh, no, 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 no.
2: Hang on. Hang on. We got to actually talk about Elijah Moore. My point is, is that about Elijah Moore, is that we don't have enough of it. It's all small sample size and it's all skewed. But I would say that the data we do have doesn't suggest that this is suddenly going to be awesome for Elijah Moore. I'm not picking him up. I'm not suddenly like, oh, whoo, it's Elijah Moore's back. Like, the guy can't sniff a target these days. And then the other concern here is about Garrett Wilson, because now if Elijah Moore's going to play in the slot, that means Garrett Wilson, who's uh, had 48% of his routes and over 40% of his targets come from the slot this year, Garrett Wilson moves to the outside. So now... Garrett Wilson's talented enough that he can beat coverage wherever he is, and he's still going to be the focal point of that passing offense. But this isn't great for Garrett Wilson's fantasy value, and he's what we care about in the Jets' passing attack. By the way, again, for whatever it's worth, uh, and you can say maybe it's the competition, what have you, but Zach Wilson has actually been much better throwing to the perimeter this year than he has been going to the slot in terms of completion rate, in terms of passing rating. Like, the numbers are much better for Zach Wilson throwing outside the numbers than inside the numbers. So... This makes me a little bit nervous for Garrett Wilson. That's the takeaway from the Elijah Moore news.
1: Okay. Let's jump to running back love height now. Also, just keep an eye on the Kyler Murray news.
2: We yeah. sort of got off the rails on that one, too. <laughs> yeah. But just, like, we'll see if he practices today. But just have a contingency plan in case this hamstring injury for Kyler gets worse.
1: Taika Waitete is from New Zealand. That's why I didn't know who he was. Is that what it is? Yeah, I was told in my Jer- ear that he was from Australia. Australian. Yeah, So, Jer- let me
2: get this straight. I just, you know what? <laughs> hey, Brian Rubin, where are you? Where's Brian Rubin? Come back. all's forgiven. Because Stephen <laughs> Dagostino's producing today's show. Yeah. And Stephen, like, first off, put like a four and a half minute clip of Traylon Brooks that you can't hear <laughs> on the show. Right? And then he For gets in my Stephen. ear and tells me that, you know, there's an Australian that is, that that, that, you know, right.
1: Take away. He By the, the way,
2: he's saying Thor is Australian. I don't think Thor is Australian. No, he is. The the superhero Thor is Australian. Yeah.
1: Hemsworth, he went to my high school. I understand. He the went to actor
2: is Australian. Yeah, I, was, I am saying the
1: character of Thor. I'm no, not the sure the it's obvious. Of Thor, Earth? Is the he character. Is, Earth? No,
2: he's not from. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That's my point. <laughs> okay. That's my point. It doesn't count that the actor's from Australia, <laughs> okay. right? Doesn't right? it? I mean, like no. Like, you but know so what I mean? Like, high with no. Man. I mean, like, do we consider Ant Man a Canadian superhero? Because <laughs> isn't Paul Rudd from Canada? I think he might be. I don't know. But like, no. Go what's Thor? You know, no, no. Thor is from another planet. <laughs> yeah. He's not So It's can white tea.
1: Director Jojo Rabbit, which is one of my favorite films in the he, past I five years. I believe he won Ripping the Oscar film. for that, yeah. right? I know in- he's nominated. Right? He film. won the
2: Oscar for it. Very talented. Yeah. He he voices Korg. <laughs> In the MCU. Yeah. Like me, he is a part of the MCU, yeah. unlike you, because you were not a part of the MCU. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Thor is a part of the MCU, Ant Man, me. Like, it's just like there's a whole core, there's all of us.
1: Also, like me, Taika Waititi. None of us are Australian. <laughs> Taika Waititi could not tackle Damian Pierce. This is factory. And right? Damian Pierce is on your love list this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Look, the workload for Damian Pierce, you know what's great is much like the uh, the Atlanta Falcons, like they're just, Houston doesn't care what the score is. They're going to run the ball. Damian Pierce has had at least 20 touches and over 100 yards from scrimmage in five of the last six games, four different games with a double-digit target share. This didn't happen last week, but for, for, for the most part, he's been more involved in the passing game than you think. And so you're like, look, this is a guy that's had at least 20 touches in five of the past six, as I've said. Well, get this. Running backs that get at least 15 touches against the New York football Giants this year, averaging 91 scrimmage yards per game. Giants give up 6.1 yards per carry to opposing running backs over the last four weeks. They're 26th against the run in that time frame here. Damian Pierce is a top eight play for me this week. I don't care that the Giants are coming off the bye. I don't care that they're playing a little bit better. I don't care what the score is. Damian Pierce is all that and a bag of Vegemite.
1: The bag of Vegemite, you can't put that in bags, Matthew Barry. It's very much a, a glass product, the Vegemite. You can put anything in a bag. That's true. Technically, you can. You've got me there. I mean,
2: right, you know, how, how does Vegemite come? <laughs> if I wanted to go to a store and buy a Vegemite, how would it come? Yeah, it
1: would be in a glass container.
2: Right, exactly. And c- could I put that glass container into a bag? You could.
1: You could. Okay. There you go.
2: I mean, just like, at some point, put up a fight. Yeah. At some point, I'm just asking you. Because at this point, like, I'm just I'm just knocking stuff down. At some point, <laughs> make me shoot a jumper. Okay. I can't just keep dunking on you. That's all I'm asking. Make it a fight. Well, make it interesting for me here. Jerry Jones. I mean, what, I mean, like, at some point, like, I understand I'm a master debater. But at some point, <laughs> oh, Jay Croucher, I'm, I'm begging you over here. <laughs> give me something to work with here. Make me wake up. Make me try. Right. Make me at least do a crossover dribble or something. <laughs> (laughs) yeah that's all i'm asking
1: get in your bag yeah Yeah. exactly jerry jones has been trying to put tony pollard in a bag and throw him out for about a for the whole his entire career really but he's still on your love list even with ezekiel elliott trending in the right direction
2: he's had five different games
1: this year with 12 or
2: more touches okay in those five games he's averaging 16.8 fantasy points per game he's averaging 102 yards from scrimmage and think about this game against the green bay packers third most rushing yards per game to uh, running backs this season They've given up 75 scrimmage yards to a running back 11 different times this year and three different times, Jay Croucher. Green Bay has allowed over 75 yards from scrimmage to multiple running backs in the same game. That's a way of saying that both Zeke and Pollard can get theirs. Packers actually over the last month, they're fifth against the pass. The secondary's actually been pretty good, but they're 29th against the run, Rashawn Gary going down, that doesn't Doesn't help help. either as well. So my expectation here is that it's a big – Zeke is getting back from the injury. I think Tony Pollard's performance the last time we saw the Cowboys has earned him a few more touches. Jerry Jones is still going to make Zeke a thing, right? It, it's not going to happen. Like, like, I'm paying for Zeke. Zeke's going, right? It's, it's like when you go to a bad movie yeah. and you're like, this is awful, but screw it. I paid 15 bucks for a ticket. Yeah. I bought this huge popcorn and, yeah. and, and, and you know, soda and whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 40 bucks into this thing. I'm watching this crappy movie. I don't care. Is he
1: the first player in NFL history to get tenure? Zeke has got tenure. He's got tenure of the Dallas Cowboys. unbelievable. A, it, it, yeah, a, a, a thousand, thousand. percent. Yep.
2: Anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that Pollard, I think, splits carries in a really good matchup in a game in which the Cowboys are favored yep. uh, by, almost a, uh, by almost a touchdown. Right, to your point, five-point favorites. So... I think Pollard gets enough workload here to be a very viable start this week. I actually ranked him ahead of Ezekiel Elliott this week. Yep. Just so you know, he's my running back 16 as we head into week
1: 10. I like it. All right, let's jump to Thursday Night Football. Glorious game of football tonight, which we'll talk about more, yeah, sure. for better or worse. But let's talk about Cordarrelle Patterson. Cord Pat, as some call him. Uh, he's on the love list. By some, you mean
2: you. Yeah. Uh, look, you have to be a little concerned because he didn't play a ton of snaps, right? He played 38% of the snaps how- last week. However, he still had a team-high 13 carries in his first game back. Look, he's, uh, it's going to be a committee in Atlanta. They want multiple guys to touch the ball. You see it there on your screen. Ty Algier got the 10 rushing attempts. Caleb Huntley still got seven totes, as it were. But Cordero Patterson led the backfield with 13 rushing attempts. He got the two touchdowns, and I think that's important. They trust him at the goal line. They had four goal-to-go carries last week. The Falcons did. Cordero Patterson got three of them. He scored in four of the five games in which he's played this year, Like, and this happened last year as well. He has a nose for the end zone. Arthur Smith trusts him around the end zone. What are they going to do, throw to Kyle Pitts? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Absolutely, God, absolutely not. No, no, they've got to hand off to Cordero, to Cordero <laughs> Patterson. It's a great matchup against the Carolina Panthers defense that's on a short week. Um, obviously, you uh, you know, they uh, they rank bottom five in both rushing yards and rushing touchdowns allowed to opposing running backs this season. They just gave up, I don't know if you saw it, five touchdowns yeah, to I'm, Joe Mixon I did that. last week. Yep. And now they're traveling back um, uh, traveling back home on a short week here. So, yeah, Cordero Patterson, my running back, 18.
1: Yep, The run game has tenure in Atlanta. Let's quickly jump to some others receiving votes as we race through. Headlined by Jeff Wilson and then Deion Jackson, Rashad White, Jarek McKinnon. What do you think of these guys?
2: Yeah, I just think Wilson's half of, half of this backfield in Miami. We want as much of the Dolphins offense as we can get. Browns allow the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. I think Wilson and Mostert both viable flexes. Deion Jackson should have that Naheem Hines role. Jonathan Taylor returned to practice yesterday. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. It's going it. to be a lot run on I mean, the ball. I mean, I mean it's that, That's what you would think because there are other options to let Sam Ellinger pass it, and he just doesn't look ready for prime time. Vegas is a bottom 12 run defense over the last four weeks. So, Deion Jackson should at least get um, the Naheem Hines, Hines role, which is about seven touches, I think, in a deeper league. He's a viable flex in PPR games. Um Uh, as well. Rashad White, season I-11 touches last week. They're looking for offense in Tampa Bay. Uh, Seahawks are bottom five in terms of catches and receiving yards allowed to opposing running backs. It's almost a split now between Fournette and Rashad White. Again, I think he's a deeper league flex, as is McKinnon, who has um, a season I-62% snap rate last week. He's led the backfield in snaps four straight weeks. It's still a three-headed monster in Kansas City, but it's worth noting that the Jags have allowed the second-most receptions to opposing running backs this year. You can attack them that way, and so I think McKinnon Again, all these guys are like sort of f- desperation flex types yep. this week. I mean, again, they're all ranked in the 30s Deion Jackson, Rashad White, Jarek McKinnon. But if you're desperate for a running back flex in a PPR league, these are guys that I think have plus matchups this week.
1: Yep. Okay, let's jump to hate one of the most volatile running backs in the league right now, DeAndre Swift.
2: He played nine offensive snaps last year. Is that uh, low? Last week. Yeah, that nine. sounds low. That's not, it's not a lot. Yeah. It's not a lot. He's had two touches inside the 10-yard line this entire season, right? Zero goal-to-go carries, right? It's not a great matchup against the Bears, who have allowed 30 receiving yards to a running back only twice this season. Like, it needs to be up the middle uh, against Chicago because they're pretty good on the perimeter, although they've obviously had some losses to their defense at the trade deadline here. So, Swift comes in at running back 26 for me. You know, he's a a hope for a touchdown flex because we just don't know the volume is going to be there I ranked Jamal Williams ahead of him, so which is something obviously love-hate is all about expectations. That is certainly not what we expected from DeAndre Swift when you drafted him, that he would be in flex territory behind Jamal Williams and getting less touches.
1: Yep, Jamal Williams has played so well, too, that I think even if Swift is healthy, he's not going to see the volume he did in the first couple of weeks. All right, let's go to Devin Singletary in the strangest game of the week because we don't know if Josh Allen is playing.
2: Yeah, no update yet on Josh Allen. Uh, We do know that we expect more Naheem Hines in this game against Minnesota. Last four weeks, Vikings allowing under 55 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. They allow under three yards per carry to opposing running backs during that stretch. They've been really good against the run uh, so far this season. The way to attack them is in the secondary, where they're 30th against the pass over the last four weeks. And so Devin Singletary, who now has single-digit fantasy points in three of the last four... Uh, and has only two touches inside the 10-yard line since week four. Actually, weirdly, his stock might go up if Josh Allen is to miss because sure. jo- because Case Keenum ain't going to run like Josh Allen, and so they may need to lean on Devin Singletary in the run game more in this game here. But, you know, in a game in which the Bills are favored, though not nearly as much as they would be if we knew for, for sure that Josh Allen was starting, Singletary is merely just a flex play for me, running back 23 He's the lead running back on a very good offense, and yet he just he's not getting the work as much as we love. If there's a positive here, it's that even if Allen plays, maybe they're more conservative with him because they're worried about re-injury. And also, I think the Vikings keep this somewhat close. And generally speaking this year, in games in which it's been close, Singletary's been more productive than in the blowouts.
1: Yep, bad weather in Buffalo as well, which will help that too. Line is down to three and a half. The Bills still favored on BetMGM. Let's go and close out with Melvin Gordon, who goes up this week against Australia's number one superhero, the Tennessee Titans rushing defense.
2: Yeah, none of that makes sense, um, other than the fact that the Titans are good against the run, right? Because there's nothing Australian about the Titans
1: (laughs) – you I'm can't Australian. take an entire team. I'm Australian, and I love the Titans' rushing defense. It does be proud. That's a,
2: you know, that's a uh, the Kevin Bacon game-like stretch. Like, you're a yeah. you know, seven <laughs> yeah. removed uh, from that one. Here's what I will also tell you. Melvin Gordon removed from fantasy value, right? Yeah. I mean, like, he's had two games this year with more than 65 – sorry, more than 55 total yards. Two games with over 55 total yards. You mentioned this Titans defense, Jay. They've given up one touchdown to an opposing running back this entire year. One yeah. One touchdown. I mean, that's Chase gave up on the run. Just right. gave up on it. No, I mean, that's what you have to hope for with Melvin Gordon is that he falls into the end zone. But they have Chase Edmonds there. They have Latavius Murray. Candidly, I think Latavius Murray's been the better running back since he got to Denver. It's certainly, you know, you're looking at a three-headed monster. When they get in close, it's, it's kind of a coin flip, whether they use Gordon or Murray. And so you think about Tennessee, who over the last four weeks is allowing 37 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. That is best in the NFL. They're the number one rushing defense in the NFL over the last month. And so, in a low-scoring game, as you mentioned, Death. the over-under is 36. 36, <laughs> yeah. Do you absurd. want a part of a three-headed monster, yeah. you know, in a low-scoring game? Like, no. no I sir. want no part. Like, I. Dolce is interesting to me, but other than that, I want no part of the Broncos' offense in this
1: one. Yep, I'm with you there. Okay, let's go to break. When we come back, pass catcher, love, hate.
2: It is like a lame superhero you guys could have.
0: <laughs> Come on. The Wallaby. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
3: Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.
1: Download the RotoWorld World app to receive breaking player news all season long, stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates, player news, plus much more delivered right to your phone, available in the App Store today. Matthew Barry, let's get some
2: catch a love hug. I, I googled, Aust- are there any Australian superheroes,
1: yeah.
2: and Manifold... Okay. Is, yeah. Has become the most prominent Australian here in the modern Marvel universe. Now, Manifold has not made it into the MCU, the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe, <laughs> but there's there's comic books about this, and so yes, Chris Hemsworth is from. There's a lot of people that have acted in. Um, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Hugh Jackman, right? But here's what's amazing. I looked that up. That's part of this. You go down this yeah. rabbit hole. Hugh Jackman is Australian, and at some point they actually considered making Logan slash Wolverine yeah. Australian, but instead. Because especially because he is Australian, right? Yeah, but he's from yeah, the, yeah. From the you know whatever. He's become and, attached it, to the role. Yeah, of course. And actually, um, they decided to make Logan. They kept him Canadian. So <laughs> Logan's Canadian. Just so you understand where Australia is in, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is they're like, no, no, no. Better to better to keep him Canadian.
1: He's not even American. Right?
2: No, yeah. he, no, he's not American. Like, like, like we're going for a lesser country. <laughs> no. Right? Right. <laughs> but it's going to be Canada, not Australia. I, I don't know. Listen, this is not me talking. This is Marvel.
1: Yeah, this I is stand tall without Canadian viewers uh, getting destroyed by Matthew Barry, Long so with the Commonwealth. So you went
2: to you went to you went to the same high school as Chris Hemsworth. I did. If yes. we were to go back, and what's the name of the high school?
1: Heathmont College. Heathmont College, which yeah. is. Not a high school. It's a college. Well, no, it's 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 a high school. It's like, uh, yeah, when you're. But why is it called teenage. a college? I don't know. It's what we do in Australia. It's to, like make it sound more fancy.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. So you guys both went to Heathmont College, which is a high school in Australia. If we went back today mm. to visit Heathmont College, yes. is there like a is there like a Hall of Fame? Is Chris Hemsworth in that?
1: He would be in it. Right? I Is would not brother? be. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. And then are you.
2: I would not you be in Are others the receiving votes, maybe? Can we get like a little, like yeah, a little I'm, postage I'm stamp uh, size picture? Of you? I'm Jarek McKinnon. There you I'm go. I'm Jarek McKinnon. In, yeah. in he's definitely uh, in I would assume Liam Hemsworth as well, the other Hemsworth.
1: I think he went there as well, but I'm not 100% sure. All right, I, but I know you just Chris. just know you did. Chris did. Yeah.
2: I'm friends with Chris. Yeah. And, but,
1: well. I'm not.
2: I've met him twice. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did a scene with him. So yeah. I spent two days with him on set. Yeah. And then I, I I talked to him a little bit at the um, at the uh, after party. Sure. At the uh, yeah. Avengers, whatever, the uh, premiere party, everything yeah. like that. And there's actually, it's hilarious, there's a picture of me and my wife in Cripps Hemsworth and um it's just like and my wife is very attractive and so it's just like and chris is obviously gorgeous yes. and so it's just like who's this really attractive couple with like their you know their weird uncle yeah i'll bring in the picture tomorrow I'll, yeah. I'll like i'll see if i can send yep. it to you but yep. like it's anyway let's get yep. to christian kirk
1: yes i have a gnawing suspicion chris hemsworth has no idea who i am and i think that christian kirk might not either but let's talk about him in the positive because he's on your love list.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, Chris Hemsworth won the Agbo Superhero League uh, the first year. I played in a fantasy league with him. He's a good fantasy football player, as is Christian Kirk, who's had a 26% target share over the last four games, Jay Croucher. And why are we saying Christian Kirk should be a, a top 15 play this week? Because he's had not only that massive target share, but most of his targets come from the slot. Why does that matter? Because they're playing Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are bottom five in the NFL in terms of most catches and yards allowed in the slot. They're tied for the most touchdowns allowed to players coming out of the slot. The eighth most yards overall to opposing wide receivers in a game in which the Jaguars are obviously underdogs. They should be throwing and throwing quite a bit against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Christian Kirk has a big game on Sunday against KC.
1: Yep. Let's go to Chris Olave, who just keeps on producing regardless of his quarterback.
2: Yeah, 70 yards or a touchdown in six of the past seven games. He's averaging 15.4 fantasy points per game. Even last week against the Ravens, a game in which the Saints couldn't do anything, he still was fine, right? He still got you something. He's had a 27% target share in the last seven games as well. I like this matchup against the Steelers. No team in the NFL gives up more yards per game to opposing wide receivers than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've given up 13 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. That's most in the NFL. Where is Jameis Winston or the Red Rifle going to throw? It's going to be Chris Olave. Yeah, I
1: think we might have a little bit of an error on that graphic. I don't think Chris Olave had nine touchdowns against the Carolina Panthers, though I may Are have forgotten Are you sure? That. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe Mixon was on base. He was on base against the Panthers. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. No, Chris Olave has an incredibly high floor and also... Quite a high ceiling. Uh, Alan Lazard, who's really been sneakily, outside of Aaron Jones when healthy, the only good thing about the Green Bay offense, and you think he keeps it going against the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, I really do. Um, You know, look, as much as the Packers' offense has struggled, especially in their passing attack, Alan Lazard has been great. He's had at least 11.5 fantasy points in every game since week two. He's scored in five of the seven games he's played so far this year. Think about last week. Look, look. Understand that balls all went to Detroit Lions, but at least Aaron Rodgers was trying to get it to Lazard. He had three end zone targets last week. He's had five straight games with a target share of 20% or better. No Robio Dobbs is out. We don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play. We hope that he is, but he's banged up as well. Randall Cobb obviously out. Like Al Lazard is going to get a big target share. In a game in which, as you mentioned, they're five-point underdogs to the Dallas Cowboys. It's, it's not a great matchup for Lazard, but I think volume gets you there, and he's probably got a chance at a touchdown here. He's a top-20 play for me this week.
1: Yep, Trayvon Diggs is scary as an opposing cornerback, but he's not Jalen Ramsey, Pat Sutan, I don't think quite. So I think on volume, you're right. Lazard should produce. Another guy who we expect to produce is the great Greg Dolchich, who has come from the clouds and is now pretty hyper-relevant uh, at a very weak tight end position. Something positive to say about the Denver Broncos. I mean, the the list
2: of things to say about positive about the Denver Broncos. Pat Sertan. Pat Sertan. The defense, generally. The the defense in general. Dolchitz. And the fact that I went on national television and predicted them to win when no one else on Football Night in America did against the 49ers. They did, in fact, win. Yeah. And that gave me a game up in the standings. All these uh, well, Hall of Fame coaches, former NFL pro quarterbacks, like all these super smart people. Yeah. And here's they the fantasy down. guy who's got the best record as we enter week 10. Yeah this guy. Chris Thank Amsura's you very much. Let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. And so ride. that's, I mean, when you think about the highlights of the Broncos season, I think that's got to be one of them. But yes, Dulces is also on the list as well. You know, since he came back from injury, he's been a top 12 fantasy tight end every single week. He's averaging over 60 yards in the three games since he came off IR. Uh, almost a 20% target share, and it's a nice matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Again, we expect not a lot of points to be scored here, but how are they going to move the ball? It's the number one run defense, and now they've got to throw, right? But Russell Wilson's been inconsistent. Worth noting, though, that the Titans do allow the six most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Last week, they were doing—they were bracketing Travis Kelsey. They had three guys on him. They're playing zones. And yet still, they managed to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. So Titans, who are bottom five in the NFL in most receptions and yards allowed to tight ends as well, Dolchitz is a top eight tight end for me this week.
1: I feel like they're not going to bracket Greg Dulcich this week. Let's go no, to no. Others Receiving Votes, headlined by Brandon Ayuk.
2: Yeah, look, uh, I used had three straight games with over 80 receiving yards, a real connection with Jimmy Garoppolo. How about Darnell Mooney against the Lions with his 29% target share so far this season? That's eighth highest among wide receivers. We all love Justin Fields, you know. Uh, hint, he may be coming up on the love list here. Cole Hardman has four straight games with double-digit fantasy points. You like the match with Jacksonville. And, hey, Donovan Peoples-Jones has 70 more yards in four of the last five games if you're looking for some tight ends. Kate Otten and, hey, I'm in on the Bears against the Lions – Cole Komet should score.
1: (laughs) That's bad. A renaissance for Cole Komet as well. Yes. Let's get negative. Let's talk hate list. Who's on the hate list? Yeah, who's on the hate list? Kamari Cooper? Yes, Kamari
2: Cooper is on the hate list. You know why? Because this game, not in Cleveland. Yes. This game is on the road. And when you think about this Miami defense, right, um, we probably, Xavier Howard is going to shadow Amari Cooper. And being on the road has not been good for Amari Cooper this year. He's had three road games. He's averaging 5.7 fantasy points per game, where he's been averaging over 21 points in his five home games. And so on the road at Miami, uh, Dolphins allowing the eighth fewest yards per game to perimeter wide receivers since week five. I just, you probably still have to start Amari Cooper. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, I still have him as a, you know, borderline wide receiver two this week. But given how good he's been so far this year it's much lower than i would normally have him given the 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 shadow of howard and being on the road and how well the dolphins defense has played against perimeter wide receivers so just the hate list is always about lowering expectations
1: yep that makes sense to me okay always hate to see this name on the hate list i know this one pains you terry mclaurin
2: yeah i look i mean he's probably gonna get darius slay on monday like night that. as a shadow what
1: you don't like that you don't no, like the i darius don't like slay no
2: i mean look he is, he is somewhat, on some level, matchup proof. I mean, look, and let's be clear. Like Slay was on him in uh, week three this year uh, a decent amount, and he had a nice game against the Eagles, 6 for 102 on nine targets. And Taylor Heineke does look for him quite a bit, but this is a Monday night game against a division rival. Eagles are really going to get up. They've allowed the lowest catch rate to wide receivers so far this season. They're allowing the second-fewest yards per game to perimeter-wide receivers. I'm just nervous that um, – Taylor Heineke may not be ready for prime time. He's been in somewhat inconsistent. The Eagles defense is going to be the best defense that Heineke sees all season. And so, again, you're still starting McLaurin. Like, I'm at wide receiver 22, but this is lower than I would normally have him as well. Also, by the way, you're not starting Mike Gusecki. It's yep. the one piece of the Dolphins offense we don't want. Browns allow the 7th fuse fantasy points to opposing tight ends.
1: Yep. Okay, let's go to break. When we come back, quarterback love-hate headlined by one of Australia's superheroes, Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields... Was born don't get in Sydney? To, No, you did not get to take Justin Brisbane? Fields.
2: Stop it. Hands off Justin Fields.
0: Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
3: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Big win against
2: Clemson. Now you hold that tight end uh, touchdown record all by yourself. I saw you take a
3: bow with the crowd. What was that moment like for you?
1: I think it's cool how how it came this Saturday. Um, You know, there was a lot of things that came together this Saturday. We beat Clemson in 2020 at home. There was a little bit of emotion,
2: too. Uh, You know, a lot of people have helped me along the way. Who, Who was the first call?
1: after
3: the the game.
2: This wasn't a call, but first face I saw was my mom. Um, She's been there with me through it all, gave gave her a big hug. My parents are so proud of me. She gets emotional about it
1: too because she's put so much time in it and so much work in it also. And um, it's just cool to be able to share that moment with your mom. For all you college football fans out there, make sure to check out the most recent episode of the Notre Dame on NBC podcast where Corey Robinson not only looks back on the Fighting Irish upset win over then number four Clemson, but he also sits down with record-setting tight end Michael Mayer after the big victory and previews a matchup at Navy on Saturday. Find it wherever you download and subscribe to your podcasts.
2: I bet a lot of money on that game. I I I bet Notre Dame straight up. Clemson's overrated. They should have lost to Syracuse. And when they beat Syracuse, they stormed the field. And you're like, "What are you doing, Clemson? Like, have some pride. You stormed the field after beating Syracuse. Like, we're terrible. You know, like whatever. Like, we were undefeated, but we hadn't really. Be- I mean, like, have some pride. Act like you've been there before, Clemson. So when that when that happened, I was, oh yeah, I made a lot of money on. Notre Dame. God bless the until, uh, Irish. Until
1: I was 16 years old, I thought that our Notre Dame football was uh, Notre Dame football, because why would I know? Because I'm from right, Australia. Right. I know. So yeah, it's still right. Notre Dame football right. to me. It's ridiculous. Notre
2: Dame football is having a
1: renaissance. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, All right, also year. having a renaissance. The renaissance man in football is Justin Fields, dead and buried after the first few weeks, now looking like the best quarterback in the league. Uh, 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 and he's on the number one.
2: He's been the number one quarterback in fantasy like over the last five or six weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, he's had five straight games with 17 or more fantasy points since week five. He's the third best quarterback in fantasy. We talked about this, like, on Monday. All these people are like, oh, now he's a QB1. Like, where have you guys been? Yeah, He's been a QB1 for a month. Get on and our certainly level. this week, get on board, get on our level. That's Justin Fields talking, not me. Because, look, this is a guy who over his last four games has had 602 rushing yards. He's had three rushing touchdowns. Again, he's just an absolute fantasy beast. And now he gets the Detroit Lions, who are allowing over 20 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, third most in the NFL this season. He's my number four quarterback. Think about what Aaron Rodgers could have done to Detroit if he'd thrown to people in Packers uniforms. <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting strategy. It was like one of those where you you saw Aaron Rodgers throwing to all these Lions and yeah. you're like, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays out pays, yeah. how it plays out for you.
1: Didn't go great for no. Mr Rodgers. Yeah. Totals forty eight and a half in that game. Chicago Detroit, so expecting a lot of scoring, also expecting yeah. a lot of scoring in I, Miami Cleveland. I
2: in a shallow league, like a ten team league that I'm in I dropped Tom Brady for Justin Fields. Yeah, so you should. I feel exactly. So should. Not even a question.
1: Not even a question. Yeah, I would drop Tom Brady for Tua Tagovailoa as well, and he's on the love list. He's played five full games so far this year, right? Tua
2: Tagovailoa is averaging twenty-four point six fantasy points, three hundred and thirty-six passing yards in those five full games. He's top five in deep ball rate over that stretch. Why does that matter? Because he's playing the Cleveland Browns, he has Tyree Kill, he has Jalen Waddell. Over the last four weeks, Browns allow the sixth highest passer rating. This game is at home for Miami. Browns are a tw- they're like the 25th scoring defense here. Um, uh, it's actually a pretty high over under as well in this game. Yep, almost it, 50. Yeah, it opened at 48 and a half. Um, yeah, give me Tua Tagovailoa as a top five play
1: this week. Yep. Okay, let's jump to Trevor Lawrence, uh, who saved his season and his team season by coming up off the mat against the Raiders. He's on the love list against Kansas City.
2: Jags are double-digit underdogs in this game, right? I mean, it opened at 9.5. It's still 9.5. Nine, nine, oh, it's 9.5. It didn't move to 10 yet. All right, so it, whatever. It's Jaguars are 9.5-point underdogs in this game. We expect them to have to throw against Kansas City. I think he'll be successful at that. Chiefs are allowing passing touchdowns at the third-highest rate this season. They've given up multiple passing touchdowns in every single game prior to last week when they played, you know, I'm never going to throw Malik Willis. Yes. But prior to, you know, every game they've played a quarterback that throws, they've given up multiple passing touchdowns. In fact, quarterbacks facing the Chiefs average uh, 38.4 pass attempts per game. That is third most in the NFL. Lawrence also gets a couple points with his legs. He's had over 20 rushing yards in three of the past five games. We talked about Christian Kirk earlier in the show, Jay. You know, he's on the love list as well. So, yes, Trevor Lawrence is my number nine quarterback this week. I think he's, and he's out there in a decent amount of leagues. So, I think he's a very viable streamer if Josh Allen were, were to miss, if Kyler Murray were to miss, if you're looking to replace Lamar Jackson, if you're looking, uh, if you're looking to replace uh, Joe Burrow, if you're, you know, I really like Trevor Lawrence this week at Kansas City in some junk time scoring.
1: Yep, a lot of the underlying numbers on Lawrence suggest that regression is coming in a good way and he should be better the rest of the season. He's been unbearably bad in the red zone relative to the rest of the field, and that's something that just regresses. You're not like the best quarterback up until the 20-yard line and then the worst quarterback in the league. Once you get there, that's going to flip around. Yeah. He will throw more wow. touchdowns going forward. Kirk Cousins
2: says, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but yes, yeah. Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins aside, generally <laughs> yes. speaking. True. Yes. There, are there are outliers There There are, there are yeah, exceptions. That make the rule.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's jump to some others receiving votes headlined by one of the great overperformers in fantasy this year, Daniel Jones.
2: Look, he his rushing, like I'm not saying he's Justin Fields, but the rushing is obviously it's very real than Jalen Hurts. With Danny Dimes, he's averaging 45 rushing yards a game. He's had at least six rush attempts in every single game this year, and now he gets the Houston Texans who have allowed the most rushing yards in the NFL this year. You can run on the Houston Texans. Over the last four weeks, no team has given up more rushing yards per game than Houston. Danny Dimes is a guy for me. Jimmy Garoppolo has four straight games with multiple touchdown passes and over 250 passing yards in three of the four. He's QB 14 for me. And Jacoby Brissett, again, you have to face Miami. We know the Dolphins are going to put up points, and the Dolphins, as a result, have given up a lot of points as well. Um, I think people would be shocked about this, but in the four losses that Cleveland has had, and they're, they're you know, they're like four-and-a-half-point underdogs or three-and-a-half-point underdogs here on the road to Miami. And their four losses, he's averaging 35 pass attempts a game. And so, do I love Jacoby Brissett? No. But do I think he's a viable, you know, mid-to-low-end QB2 this week in what should be a high-scoring game against the Dolphins? I do.
1: Revenge game. For Jacobia. Hashtag Revenge Game, that's absolutely well. right. Okay. Let's go to the hate list and look. I don't I don't think you really extended yourself on this one, Matthew. You feel like you're at the kind of end of the night with the column, a couple of mai ties, starting to get a little bit tired. Well, and I, you've gone with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I know, but you know what? By the way, if I'd thought about this,
2: whatever, twenty two years ago when I came up with Love Hate in like no. one minute. Mm. Like literally, like who thought I was gonna make a career? And it was just gonna be like this goofy thing I did for Roto World on the side. And so, oh love, hate, but If I'd thought about it with any kind of, uh, you know, preciseness or thought for the future, I would have come up with a completely different premise. Yeah. Because the bane of my existence is coming up with quarterbacks to hate. Yes. Because, like, you can – this guy's 18th, but he's still going to put, like, 18 points. Like, I mean, that's the thing. That's why why I suggest the best way to play fantasy is the two-quarterback league or a super flex league because there's just too many good quarterbacks in the NFL and in fantasy. Too many good quarterbacks, but that's a list that does not include Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. So, yes, he's on the hate list. It's a little bit obvious. I am at QB 21. It's a little bit of shooting fish in a barrel. But Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be rostered in fantasy. Nope. Unless you're in a deep super flex league or a two-quarterback league, like, forget not playing him. I, I put him on here just to make the point of, like, seriously, like, his roster ship percentage is still very high. Do not, like... No, with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, like, he should not be on your roster. And now he plays the Dallas Cowboys, who've allowed only one quarterback to score more than 17 fantasy points against them, and that was Justin Fields, and a lot of it was on his legs. We don't expect Aaron Rodgers to run like Justin Fields. Only two quarterbacks have thrown for even 215 yards against the Cowboys. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers' line is on BetMGM, but I'm taking the under, especially with no Romeo Dobbs in this one. They've given up eight total passing touchdowns. So far this year, the Cowboys are. That's tied for third fewest in the NFL. Like, pick a number, any number, and it all spells avoid, avoid, avoid.
1: Yep, I think this is going to be a bloodbath, honestly. Dallas coming off the bye, arrested Micah Parsons. He was a little bit banged up. He's going to be right to go. I'd be very concerned about Aaron Rodgers. Also concerned about Russell Wilson, who hasn't been good anyway, and now he plays a pretty solid Titans defense with, like we've been talking about, a total of 36.5.
2: Yeah, Titans uh, Titans are allowing passing touchdowns at the third lowest rate in the NFL over the last month, and in games in which under 50 points are scored this season, to your point about the fact that the over-hundred is 36. Yeah. In games in which under 50 points are scored this season, Russell Wilson is averaging 12.5 fantasy points per game. And so, I mean, I get it. They're off the buy. So maybe hopefully they've got a better grasp of the offense and him and Nathaniel Hackett are a little bit more on the same page than they have been. But uh, he's my QB 19. Yeah. and I might be too high on him
1: Just with health and the buy, I like the Broncos plus 2.5 in that game I don't love it I do think Mike Vrabel is probably the best coach in the NFL right now and uh, Nathaniel Hackett is not We're going to go to break Yes When we come back some Thursday night football player props from our friends at BetMGM And potentially a photo you want, want to see, see. All right. this Is this on me? Oh look at that Matthew Barry Look at that. That's so this you is the and my photo. my crossmate.
2: Exactly. So that's, that's me and my wife flanking Chris Hemsworth, as you can see there. And you can see that, like, Chris three. Hemsworth is very attractive. My wife is, is objectively very attractive. And I'm like their weird <laughs> uncle. You know, this, you know, balding freak over there. Like, my, look at my, my wife is a genetic freak in nature, by the way. My wife is older than me. Really? I swear to God, my no, wife is actually That older would have than been me. plus fourteen hundred. No, no one I know, no one believes it. She <laughs> yeah. looks twenty five years younger than me. Yeah. My wife is actually older she's a genetic freak in nature, as is Chris Hemsworth. I am very much not a genetic freak in nature, but this yes, that was us at the uh that's me and the, my. I, I have one Australian friend, and it's <laughs> yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I thought you had one Australian, Australian friend I have one. <laughs> I assume your wife and I will be friends at yeah, some point.
1: Yeah. So um, i have never taken a photo next to Chris Hemsworth after that. No,
2: I was awful when I came out. My wife wanted the photo. Of course, she did. You know what I mean? Like all of her photos are next to stupid me. So here she's finally got at least a, a photo next to an attractive person. She can crop you out. And uh, oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On, uh, on, on social Chris. media, but yes, uh, Chris Hemsworth, a lovely human being, and. Beautiful in person as you might imagine. Indeed. Okay,
1: let's take a look at the most bet props on BetMGM. And it's a lot of uh, a lot of Cordaryl Patterson. Yeah. Uh, the, the big man, Court Pat. to score the first touchdown. Plus 650, anytime touchdown score a plus 110. And over 54 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. You like the over there, Matthew?
2: Yeah, I like I like the I definitely like him to score a touchdown at any time. And I like it this actually opened at 50 and a half, Cordero yeah. Patterson rushing yards, and it okay. keeps inching up. up. It keeps inching up, but you know we talked about it, he's on the love list. So um, if it inches up even more, I maybe maybe want to avoid it. But I think I do think they want to go a little bit run heavy against that 24th ranked Carolina run defense over the last four weeks here. Yep. A couple other quick bets that I like here. How about Terrence Marshall Jr. over 35 and a half receiving yards over the last four weeks? Falcons allow the most yards to opposing wide receivers. Marshall has beat this number each of the last two weeks since Robbie Anderson went to Arizona. He's playing 90% of the snaps.
1: Yep. I like that one. I think that's a clear over. My best bet is, let's get a little weird, Matthew Berry for Thursday night. Right? A little strange game, and how about a strange bet... Get defensive. I think this is the first one we've done of these. Shaq Thompson. Over 8.5 combined tackles and assists. Plus 110. You can bet this at BetMGM. You can bet anything that you think of at BetMGM. With football these days, football betting, just anything that comes into your mind, like Shaq Thompson over, just go and bet it. Uh, get involved in tonight's game in any way. I like the over here because he had 13 when they played two weeks ago. And also, Falcons. They love to run the ball all the time. A lot of tackles available for a lot of uh, tackles available against that team, so I think he will go over. Uh, The action never stops at BetMGM, so sign up now using bonus code BERRY, and your first wager is risk-free, up to $1,000. Simply download the BetMGM app today, or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code BERRY to make your first wager risk-free, up to $1,000. What else do you like, Matthew?
2: I, I think P.J. Walker has a good game. I know he got pulled last week, but he's had two good games. He had the good game against Carolina just a couple of weeks ago. I, I think he rebounds. It's a much better matchup against um, a against Falcons defense that is 32nd against the pass over the last four weeks. like No team in the NFL gives up more passing yards per game than the Atlanta Falcons games at home against Carolina. So I like P.J. Walker, over 170 passing yards. I do think he's a viable streamer this week. He's had 175 passing yards in two of the past three. Obviously, he got benched. There's a score there. And by the way, over 1.5 passing touchdowns is yeah. the lineup at MGM. It's minus 225, so it's ridiculous juice. But whatever, I'm taking it. Falcons have allowed at least one passing touchdown in eight of nine games this year. I think P.J. Walker throws at least one tonight. All right, listen, it's closing time, so you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay Croucher and the entire nation of Australia, (laughs) I'm Matthew Berry. You don't speak for all of us. We'll (laughs)
0: see you tomorrow. Peace out. Good day, mate. Life is a highway.